0: The COVID-19 pandemic continues to wreak havoc across the globe, with cases and deaths mounting. But to maintain some level of continuity, families and companies have resorted to using the internet more to continue their daily lives and businesses. Working from home or home office has put the internet under pressure and has made connections even slower. Across Africa, though, the internet was often unreliable and expensive even before the coronavirus pandemic. So how has the slowing down of the internet affected Africa? This is a DW Africa Link special podcast on the coronavirus, and I'm your host, Kai Nebe. South Africa is the continent's worst hit country. To slow the spread of the infection, President Cyril Ramaphosa ordered a national lockdown, but this has stopped people from going to work and children going to school, which means they will have to deal with homeschooling. In Stellenbosch near Cape Town, Everton Steem relies on mobile data to access the internet. But is remote learning for his kids even possible with these internet capabilities? Uh,
1: we do. The teachers the email us, and also they've got like another online. A platform that we get their homeworks from, but the only problem we have is internet. Sometimes we struggle to get the internet, you know, so you have to go to some places with internet.
0: But in a lockdown, this is tough because you can't go anywhere, and that would mean that people have to buy mobile data bundles to get their homeschooling done.
1: This is uh, quite expensive at the moment, you know, like a child if he's doing the work, he cannot finish most of the things within an hour because they are still young, you know. Can, I cannot print it at the moment. So I just unload and then they look from the phone, then sometimes they copy it from my phone, they write it to the paper, then they do it.
0: Indeed, South Africa's struggle with internet connectivity reveals a lot about the division of wealth in the country. In one of the world's most unequal societies, the gap between the haves and the have-nots is especially vast, according to digital rights researcher Shanai Sher, who works in Johannesburg.
2: South Africa is one of um, the countries with a good example of high levels of internet um, access with about 53 percent of the population actually of individuals actually making use of the internet however when it comes to home, home connections the question becomes um and unto which service provider only about a third of um, sub-saharan african region actually does have access to the internet and the disparity is more to do with um You know, the least connected people are usually in the poor regions.
0: The data rates are particularly expensive, some of the highest in the world. And this affects people who live hand to mouth, especially when there's no work.
2: Fortunately, you can buy your mobile credit on your phone. But the question is, how are you earning the income for you to be able to buy that day to day um, mobile phone? So if it was like a weekly activity that allowed for you to earn the income, the disruption um, to access is now really clear in terms of who has, who is where on the economic scale.
0: But what about big businesses? Has the strain on the internet affected them too? Kobo 360 is a logistics company operating across Africa, kind of like Uber, but for trucks. It's an app-based platform that requires connectivity and good internet access. Their work is classified as an essential service. After all, Their trucks deliver medicines and food across a very vast area. For chief strategist Kagure Wamunyo, who's based in Kenya, dealing with dodgy internet for Kobo360's network of drivers across Africa is nothing new. But now, just keeping their 200 staff members connected is proving tricky and costly.
1: Actually, when we were deciding to send staff home, one of our biggest challenges was internet. And then you second layer it, actually electricity. Um, If you have countries such as Nigeria, um, electricity connection is extremely poor. Um, Not everyone is able to afford a generator running both during the day and during the night. With no electricity, there's no internet or their laptops are not working. And so for us, the challenge has not really been the broadband or etc. What we've had to do is actually purchase data bundles. Um Increase whatever allocation we usually give so that our um the staff at Cobo three sixty can actually stay connected and can continue working but right now we're talking of more than doubling the allocation that you're giving because if you expect someone to be connected from morning to evening, majority of staff to do actually don't have internet connectivity at home, so they rely on data bundles so cost has definitely gone up um more than double what we would
0: for internet. Kenya recently launched its first internet balloons to help provide rural communities with internet access, but the Google-funded project is still in its infancy. Education is also taking a serious hit as schools remain closed, but so is higher education. For Kenyan political analyst Nanjala Niabola in Nairobi, the slow internet is a massive blow for students who cannot attend class or lectures. Most
1: people who are accessing internet in Kenya are accessing it through their phones. About 70% of, uh, uh, only about 12% of Kenyans have access to a computer in their homes. Um, most of the most people don't have access to I mean, most people who are logging on to Internet in Kenya are not buying um, unlimited data bundles or uh, they're they're buying very finite small quantities and using them on data light platforms. So, for example, um, WhatsApp is zero data, uh, Facebook is zero data. For many university students, the the, the university Wi-Fi university internet is how they access the internet. So sending people home is just not... feasible feasible option.
0: Education and not spreading fake news is critical. Fake news has spread like wildfire across the continent. Rabiu Al-Hassan is an editor at Ghana Fact, Ghana's first full-time fact-checking organization in Accra. For him, slow internet is a vicious cycle. Him and his colleagues simply cannot stop the spread of misinformation because they cannot access it.
1: Um, that, that that has meant difficulty in doing some background research for um, the fact-check report. That has meant setting the internet and trying to um, identify some disinformation, the source of some disinformation that's being pushed out onto the internet have become difficult. But we are making do with what we have. We are trying as much as possible to stay on the internet. Anytime it's slow, you do something else and wait till it picks up. As soon as it picks up, you try to post whatever you want to post and do the research you want to do.
0: Slow internet may be nothing new for Africa, but during the coronavirus, this is especially bad. Daily life goes on, but it's more costly and puts pressure on the continent's already stretched tech infrastructure. This was a DW Africa Link special podcast on the coronavirus. I'm your host, Kainebe, and thanks for joining us.